But I want you to understand that if there's a lot of people right now in the body of Christ that just want to preach. They don't want to be prepared for this because the stage does not prepare you. Your sacrifice has to prepare you. Oh, come on now. I'm talking to somebody right there. Your sacrifice in this season has to prepare you before you stand up here. If not, it'll break you. Right there, musician. It'll break you. Oh, did you hear what I said right there? It will break you. And not only will it break you, it'll break those connected to you. My God, my God. I'm going to go straight into the word this morning because it's Sunday morning. And I am a long-winded preacher. Ain't nobody said nothing but pastor. The rest of y'all already know the drill. You already know that. And so to keep me from going on a whole bunch of bunny trails, I just, I'm trying to bind myself to go straight to the word. Because there is a word from the Lord this morning. God sent me here to not only encourage this house, but he said he wanted me, this word was to be released in his house. Okay, let me try that again. The message today is not just for this church, but I believe that this message today, God was sent me here to not only just encourage you, but to also encourage myself with the word today. And, 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 and as well as courage, encourage pastors, leaders, visionaries, mentors, uh, whoever and whatever, dreamers, and, and, and whatever God has placed in your spirit to do in this season and in this hour. I want you to gather your Bible, your iPad, or your phone or whatever it is that you read your scripture on we're going straight to the word this morning and I pray that I don't be long but I will I will complete what God has sent me here to do today we're going to first Kings the fifth chapter and I feel my per teaching anointing on me today as when I preach and teach at the same time But somebody in this room today, and even that's under the sound of my voice, those that are watching, you need what God is getting ready to do because I believe that we are about to, not about, but we have entered into a new season. Come on now, come on. I'm just going to need at least the 10 people that came to me. I'm one of them preachers that can't preach in Silo. Come on now, I, I I didn't even sin in Silo. I know good and well I'm not a silent worshiper. Come on now, if anything quiet, I'm going to make some noise. Come on now, when I was a sinner, I used to create lies just so folk could have an argument. Oh, come on now. I know I wasn't the only one that created some drama and kept stuff going and kept foolishness up and all that kind of dumb stuff. I was crazy for the devil, but I made up in my mind. Come on now, when God delivered me and all the stuff that the devil tried to make me do, well, he didn't try to, he didn't just dare to try to make me do it, all the dumb stuff I did do. Come on now, wasn't even ashamed, wasn't even embarrassed. I made up in my mind, I don't care if people roll their eyes at me in service. I don't care if you talk about me. You don't understand my praise. You don't understand where I came from. You don't understand where I should have been. But by his grace and by his mercy, So I like every now and then to be able to identify who, 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 who God had to deliver just like he had to deliver me. And so we can't always tell our testimony, but you can tell it based on our praise. Come on now. You can tell them real delivers, and you can tell the people that really delivered, and you can tell them that used to be real devils. Because we the loudest thing in the building.
building sometimes because when some people show up, come on, y'all ain't on, the, you don't understand what I just felt right there. There are sometimes when you've been really delivered, there are sometimes that people show up from your past and you just have to break out in a praise because you ain't ready for them to reveal your real testimony. Okay, let me, let me, let me just move on. Let me move on. Let me move on because maybe that's just me who done been in service and somebody showed up from your past and you have to really give God a show enough praise. First King, fifth chapter. I'm going to start reading at the first person. We're going to do a little read along here, just a little bit. Just give me a little minute here to read this. And then we're going to give you what God has sent me into this place to give you for today. First Kings, the fifth chapter. And I'm going to be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, if that's all right with you. And I hope so, because that's what I got typed. <laughs> so that's what we're going to read this morning. First Kings, the fifth chapter, the starting at the first verse. Now, King Haram and of Tyre sent his servants to Solomon when he heard that they had anointed him king in the place of his father. For Haram had always been a friend of David. Solomon sent word to Haram saying, you know that my father could not build a house for the name of the Lord, his God, because of the warfare with which his enemies surrounded him until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord, my God, has given him rest on every side. There is neither adversary nor misfortune. So I intend to build a house for the name of the Lord my God. As the Lord said to my father David, your son, whom I will set on your throne, in your place shall build the house for my name. Therefore, command the cedars from the leaven to be cut for me. My servants will join your servants. I will give you whatever wages you set for your servants. For you know that there is no one among us who knows how to cut timber like the Sanhedrins. When Haram heard the words of Solomon, he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord today, who has given to David a wise son to be over this great people. Haram sent word to Solomon, I have heard the message that ye have sent to me. I will fulfill all your needs in the matter of cedar and cypress timber. My servant shall bring it down to the sea from Lebanon. I will make it into rifts, into rafts to go by sea to the place you indicate. I will have them broken up there for you to take away. And ye shall meet my needs by providing food for my household. So Haram supplied Solomon every Solomon's every need for timber and cedar and cyber. Solomon in turn gave Haram 20,000 cores of wheat of food for his household and 20 cores of fine wine. Solomon gave this to Haram year by year. So the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. These, there was peace between Haram and Solomon and the two made a treaty. In other words, they made a covenant agreement. I want to talk to somebody today. I want to talk to somebody today because God has really been talking to me. Now, listen, I wanted to preach something else. I wanted to preach something else, but God would not. And he said, today, I want you to release this word. I want you to preach this word in this house. And so I honored the anointing and the assignment of Pastor McGee and Prophetess McGee. I take it not lightly. 
to stand here this morning on a Sunday morning to speak on their anniversary where you are celebrating their years of labor. So I take it not lightly. And, and, and so I'm humbled to be here, but I know that God has sent me here today to not only encourage your leaders, but I came in here today to talk to everybody that is connected to them. Oh, that amen right there was a little bit low. It was real low right there, but I'm going to say it again. I came in here today with a profound word from the Lord to speak into the spirit man. I didn't come in here to talk to your flesh today, but I came today to talk to the purpose and the assignment that God has on your life. Let me see if I can say that again. I said I came in here not only to speak to it, but I came in here to activate your assignment. I didn't just come to activate it, but I came in here this morning with a divine purpose that when I leave this place that I will be able to say when I get in my car head back down the road God I did what you told me to do come on somebody up in this room so if you are connected to this vision of this house my God my God I came in here to talk to you. I came in here not only just to talk to the sons and the daughters of this house, but I came in here with a word that I believe that the Lord has given me as a mandate to speak to his sons and daughters everywhere. As I, as I give you the topic for today, I want to talk to those of you that God have called the finishers. Okay, I'm going to say that again because that didn't get the excitement or the, or the enthusiasm that I had anticipated or that even that God gave me when he began to speak to me. And I understand because when I lay this out to you, I got to encourage the finishers first. Because see, if you really are a finisher, you've been in a fight. Come on, somebody up in here. If, if, if you really have an anointing on your life from God to do anything great in this season, come on now, it ain't just church folks after you you got some old wicked demons after you come on now you got demons in your house you got warfare in your mind you going through stuff in your body because everything that you've been encountering has been trying its best to stop you from getting to this moment so here as I lay this out to the 10 people I came to talk to in-house and to the 10 people that's watching online. I came in here today, today as God began to speak to me. He said, daughter, he said, I want you today to speak life to the finishers. Lord have mercy. And I said, God, who are the finishers? And he began to take me to this. Now, he has given me this message uh, in another setting or in another way a few years ago. And he's been dealing with me about the finishers, but I've never preached on this particular text. This is going to be the first time today. So you all going to be his guinea pigs on how this is going to roll out anyway. And so, so I just need you all to work with me because this is going to be the first. This is going to be a trial run of how this is going to go. But I believe that there are some people in the house that have such an assignment on your life. This is why even when you get frustrated, you can't stay home. Even when you try to jump ship and go to another church. Lord have mercy. I heard somebody say that in the, in, in the video of how they, they had to stay here because their assignment is here. So here in this particular text, here is Solomon. Here is Solomon in the fifth 
chapter of the first of first king here is solomon and solomon sends a word and i'm gonna lay this out in my teacher style if i can first and then i'm gonna catch me with my preaching style because sometimes my preaching style loves to override my teaching anointing but i always prefer to teach it more so than preach it but it never winds up like that but but today because preaching is my dominant trait but preaching is what i teaching is what i love because i can teach some stuff and and, and try to hope that i can get you to understand some stuff that when you leave here, you'll understand it. Sometimes preaching, we can get in, in our emotions and miss what the nugget we're supposed to get. So let me see if I can slow down a little bit and get this to the 10 people that I came to give this to. So here is Solomon. Here is Solomon. And Solomon, in the fifth chapter here, it starts out, and I want to just break this down. Here is Solomon, and Solomon sends a word to King Haram of Tyre, which was in a friendship and a covenant relationship with Solomon's father, King David. Now, I don't want to assume that everybody knows the story, so let's just bear with me just a second as I lay this out. And so he was in a relationship of agreement or just a friendship with David. David made it known that he wanted to build a temple for God, but he was not able to fulfill his desire. But God had gave him a promise that the temple would still be built by his son. In other words, God didn't, God honored his desire and God gave that to him in his spirit and his heart. And so now here we see David is now going on and now we hear, see now his son, King Solomon is now king. And, and, and so King Solomon sends a message to King Haram, which is not currently his friend. Okay. It was his daddy's friend. It was his father's friend. And so the first thing that God said to me was, he said, the first thing that I want you to do when you get up, he said, I want you to remind the church. My God, that there is an inherent anointing that they have stepped into. Okay, let me try somebody over here. He said, be careful when you stand into an inherited anointing. An inherited assignment. What am I saying right there? He said, watch this now. Solomon had an anointing on his life to build the temple. Watch this now. But it didn't start with him. Oh, God, I hope I can find them 10 people right there. And so he said to me, he said, in this hour, what is happening in the body of Christ? There are many individuals that are anointed. But what they are doing is they are ignoring and they are dishonoring those that laid the pathway to make your anointing easy. Oh, who am I talking to right there? And they act like just because they got an anointing like it started with them. No, there are some soldiers that had to struggle so you don't have to struggle. There are some people that had to take some wounds, that had to go through some severe warfare so that you don't have to suffer. Let me see if I can slow down. I'm not supposed to be preaching. I'm supposed to try to teach this today. So God said to me, he said, the first thing I want you to do is there are some individuals that I am getting ready to use. But what you just stepped into was an inherited anointing. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Okay, you didn't hear me right there. When God spoke that thing to me, that thing just messed me up. 
He said, what do you do when, when I give you an anointing that your grandmama had? See, some people, the devil want to tell some of you that the anointing died when, when this one died. And the anointing, the anointing, we don't, we don't feel the anointing the way we used to. Oh, no, 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 that's because you're not honoring it the way you used to. Oh, come on, somebody. Because God will never let an anointed vessel die and he not have somebody to ready to step into. Oh, come on now. He'll let you hang around long enough, 90 years old, still waiting on somebody to give God a yes. I'll finish it. So let me finish this and let me, let me, let me do what I'm supposed to be doing. Here, Solomon. Now watch this, what God said to me. Here, Solomon sends a word to Haram, which is not, now here's the funny thing about King Haram. He is not even a believer of God. He is a pagan king. Which messed me all the way up. I said, God, what are you saying? He said, there are some people that I am getting ready to connect you to that is going to help you finish what I placed on your life to do. And I don't want you to judge them. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Kill them, nor destroy them with your judgmental spirit. Why? Because I've given them some wicked. Some wicked wealth. That's what I heard. He said, I've given them some wicked wealth to help you win. Oh, y'all ain't. You ain't, you ain't ready. You ain't ready right there. I don't care if your boss ain't saved. I don't care if they never say, wait, why you saying your prayers or why you doing this and they rolling it? I don't care. Be careful how you treat people in this next season. Because God's got some connections that you're not even familiar with. Those connections was tied to the generation before you. And so you are getting ready to get some inherited favor. Lord, have mercy. You, okay. I wish I could say what I want to say. But there's some stuff I just can't be saying like I want to say. But let me just see if I can say it like this. I have to be careful how I say some of my words and some of my things because some things ain't everything. You have to conceal some folks' identities and things like that. But let me just say it this way. A situation happened the other day. Won't say well, we'll just say the other day. And as a result, I was talking with the individual who had an altercation with something. But when I showed up on the scene, what they had planned to do with the individual, <laughs> they changed it, woman of God, when I showed up. When I then saw who the person was that was giving out the altercation of the, the penalties for the altercation, when I showed up and the person saw me and I saw them and they realized that they just didn't know me, but they were connected to me in the past. And they were not even connecting with me in the past by them, but I'm the person that gave they mama the first job. Oh, y'all like, okay, let me try somebody on this side. When I worked in the secular, come on, somebody walk with me in here. I was the person that gave their mother a job. Oh, my God, my God. And so when the person then looks at me and looks at the situation, they simply said these words, and I mean it messed me up. They said, because of your legacy and your heritage, I can't give you what you deserve, but I got to give you what's based on your on your lineage, y'all ain't. Oh, I wish I had about 10 people right there. 
some of your children are getting ready to get a blessing because of the anointing on your life. Them chokers ain't even prayer warriors. They don't even read their scripture. They credit all jacked up and messed up. But because you are a tithe payer. Y'all be seated. See, y'all better stop talking about what your kids can't do and what is it. Yeah, they do. No, 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 no. There's some prayers I prayed that's going down some generations for my seed. Now, let me finish this. So here, Solomon sends a message to Haram. I need you to furnish some wood because I'm going to build a house for the Lord. Watch it now. He sends that word to a pagan king. <laughs> but why did he send it to the pagan king? Because he didn't have no wood, but the pagan king had the wood. But watch this. And so why would a pagan king honor the request of a godly king? It's because the pagan king had the wood, but his people ain't had no food. Oh, y'all. So... So, so the godly king said, I'll give you food if you give me wood. I said, God, what are you saying? He said, in this season, people are going to connect with you with a mutual understanding. There will be no more empty relationships. There will be no more you only with me for what I got, but you ain't bringing nothing to the table. No, no, no. Oh, you just want to come in and always want my money, but you always broke in a skunk when I need something. Oh, no, no. You always calling me for something, but when, when but you never show up to celebrate me and I came and supported you on everything you've done y'all be seated watch what he said to me he said some of the connections watch it now let me just tell you what God said to me now I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my seat in about 30 minutes here because I'm going I'm to do what he told me to do. Because this thing messed me up because he, he had to slap me first with this one. He said, in this next season, you got to get over all of your connections being church people. Okay. He said, you got to go hang out with some CEOs at the bank. So when your next building fund come, come on now, the the the, the, the CEO at the bank has to watch your character. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So when you say this is what I need, they say it's already done. I got it. Because watch it now. Though, though, Haram only ask David. I mean Solomon only ask Haram for cedar. He said, I need you to bring me some cedar wood. But Haram is not a dumb man. So he returns David. Watch this now. Because this right here messed me up. And I'm going to preach in a minute. This is the teacher part. This right here messed me up. He returns word to, to Solomon. And he, and he says this. He said, I will give you the cedar and cypress. He added some. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. God told me to tell you your next connection is going to cause you to experience overflow that you didn't even expect. Y'all didn't hear what I just said right there. He said, you're going to ask for one thing, but their heart is going to be moved to give you more. I dare somebody in here to shout, I'm ready for more. 
Let me see if I can help y'all. God sent me in here and he said, every person that is connected to this ministry. Y'all quiet right there. Every person that is connected to the vision of this pastor. Watch this now. See, this one, this one made me nervous with church people. What made me nervous with church people? They think that they pastors are the only one anointed. And so what happens is because you are able to see the weight of the anointing, they walk in. But there's no way they could do what God has given them to do with just their anointing. It don't work like that. What happens is when you see the weight of the anointing on them, the anointing on you is supposed to be the same. You're not sent to go past them, go above them. Come on now. You're not sent to compete with them. But when you show up and see the anointing on them, you're supposed to say, now God has sent me here to complete whatever it is they're supposed to be doing. Come on, somebody up in here. If they walking in the prophetic, at least somebody in here ought to have a prophetic anointing. Come on. If they walking in wealth, somebody in here got to have wealth. Let me calm down. Let me calm down because I came to help somebody today. Watch this, what he said. So Solomon says to her, this is what I need. This is what I need. But what God said to me was when he said to me that the people, he told me, he said, be very careful in this season. This is why, now I don't mind young people and, and, and we went through the, what, the millennials and then we got Generation X and I don't know what we calling the newcomers now. I don't know the terminology, so y'all just bear with me. But, but what gets me sometimes is, because um, I've been young before. And I understand when the young people come and they popping with their anointed and popping with their gift. It's not that the, the, the ones that are elder don't want you to fulfill what they're doing. They just want to make sure you got some wisdom. Okay. And so most of the time we think that, that people trying to teach us how to handle. See, 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 because I've always been anointed, but I didn't have the wisdom to match my anointing. I thought just because I saw something, I was supposed to say something. I thought just because I heard something, I was supposed to speak something. Sometimes God, wisdom teach you, you ain't got to say it right now. Wisdom may teach you to say that in private, say this one public, come on now. Or there's something, you just got to learn some stuff. But watch what God said. He says, the next generation the next generation that's getting ready to come on the scene must honor those that have gone before you or you will miss what God is getting ready to do in you. Watch this now. Watch this. So here's, here's something that, that messed me up. I'm going to share a little story with you real quick. I went a few months ago to the uh, Astronaut Museum in uh, is it Arizona, where did I go? California. In California, they took me there on this tour. They gave us a private tour, and I went in, and I'm looking, and everybody else was laughing and talking, but I like, lear I like learning. I like listening. And so I'm listening, and they showed all of the uh, spaceships that had gone up. They were the real ones that, that had retired and stuff. And so then they were showing the new ones that were about to go. And so there was one thing that the tour guy said that really messed me up. And they said, this one right here, I cannot remember the name. Y'all forgive me. I got it wrote in my, in my phone, but just forgive me. Just, just know that I'm just going to say the, the spaceship. The one that went up, 
She, she pointed to this one that had gone on many trips, it said. Then she pointed at this one and said, this one hasn't gone yet. And so I asked a question because she said we spent millions. I mean, she just told who I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know we spent that much money just to go up to see what's up there. But here's what she said that changed my life. She said this one has taken many trips up. We're going to soon retire this one. But this one is being prepared to go. And so then she said something because I asked the question, if y'all have spent that much money and taken this many years to get this new one going, why you hadn't sent it yet? Do you not know what that woman said back to me? She said, though it is the most expensive, it has not been the most proven. Watch what she said. She said the value of the trip is too important to send something that have not been proven on the ground. Y'all didn't hear me up in here. She said before we send it up, we got to prove it on the ground. Okay. Now that didn't do nothing for nobody right there. God spoke something to me. I didn't hear nothing that lady said after that. God said to me, tell those that are getting ready to go up. If I can't prove their spirit on the ground, they can't go up into realms that I'm getting ready to use them in. Be seated. That thing messed me up. I came back with an attitudinal problem. I told one young prophet that was trying to say, he said, somebody, they didn't want me to preach, and they just jealous and intimidated because of my prophetic anointing. I couldn't wait to tell them that story. I said, baby, it ain't got nothing to do with the fact that they're trying to stop you. Come on now, they're not going to let you stand up and prophesy all over the church like that, and, and, and you still on the ground. Come on now, they're going to let you prophesy in Bible study. Come on now. Come on now. You can't prophesy on Sunday morning or at the big conference. Come on now. And you ain't willing to teach Sunday school. Come on now. Because all you want to do is be seen. We got to prove you. Let me move on. That thing messed me up. Let me move on because I'm getting to one little. I got to get to some little points. And then I'm going to be done with you. But here... Here, watch this now. Watch this. Solomon says to King Haram, I'm ready to build a temple that my daddy desired to build. Watch this now. But he couldn't build because he had warfare on every side. And God said to me, as he'd been talking to me now for the last two years, and then Solomon says, but then God gave him rest, put his enemies under his feet. Then Solomon said, and God has given me rest. So that I can build what he wanted me to build. What I've been anointed to build. Watch this now. I came in here this morning to talk to some people and even talk to pastor and, and prophetess about the vision that God is getting ready to have them to finish. Come on, somebody up in here. And you can't do it because of warfare. You couldn't do it because of this and demonic forces. But God said we have entered into a season that everything that have tried to stop us can no longer hinder us. Come on now. It's not that they're not going to still be there it's not going to be that it's not still happening but watch this God have given you a season where you will no longer see the warfare and neither will you feel it now, I don't know if you heard me right there but he said God have given him rest on every side so that he may 
bill. Now watch this. Let me let me move on a little further here to give you my last little few little points, and we're gonna be out of here because there's some people we need to pray for today. Watch this now. And so 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 Solomon makes the agreement with King Aram when he said, "Okay, um, we'll bring you we'll bring you all of the wood you need." And all of, because Solomon also said, there ain't nobody in my camp that can even build like you. Y'all didn't hear me. (laughs) Is that not wisdom? He said, I'm not crazy. I know we have the anointing to do it, but we don't have the skill to do it. Y'all, see you, let me help the church people. In this season, God is going to kill every jealous demon in you that when new folks show up and they got a skill that you don't have and just because you've been here for 20 years and why they gave it to her and why she got why he got to do it and why they letting them do it. Baby, get out of the way because if we let the skillful build the bill, we're going to all have somewhere to go. Let me hurry up. Because this is not that shouting message. And I know, I told the Lord, let me give them a shouting message. But they've been finna be blessed and all that kind of stuff. He said, no, I want you to preach this one. Because he said to me, tell them they got to be careful. Because God is getting ready to send some people in. Watch this now. He's getting ready to send some people in with one agenda. One agenda. I'm here to finish. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear what I said. <laughs> So watch this. So the, it's, the scripture says, year after year, Solomon gave King Haram food. And year after year, uh, King Haram supplied cedar and cypress. Now watch this now. Not only did he do that, but he also brought in his workers. So the Bible says that King Solomon's builders united with King Haram builders. In other words, God said, in order to complete the next assignment that he has for the body of Christ, we got to stop in-house fighting. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I just said. You didn't hear what I, we got to stop with the friendly fire stuff. Because most of us are not dying because the enemy shot and killed us. Most of us are dying because it was a believer that broke us. Come on now. It was a church member that strove some lies. and It was some people. But God said in this next season, if you unite together, you're going to fulfill major things. In the body of Christ. Now let me hurry along. Here's the other thing that he said. Now watch this. Watch this. He said there will be no more empty relationships. Watch what it what he said there will be no more one-sided connections. Come on, I'm not coming over to bless your church and you have never been in mine. Come on. He said this next connection is going to be whatever I'm doing for you, that's my strength. You're gonna come over to me in my ministry and do what is my weakness. Okay, you didn't hear what I just said. Just because I can't prophesy don't mean I'm not saved. But if you got a prophetic anointing and my people need to be prophetically stirred, come on in here, prophetess, and get the flowing. If I'm not good at raising seed, but you have a wealth anointing on you, every time I raise the offering, only two people give, but you got an anointing to come on now to cause people to give. Come on, I'm going to move my two people self out the way and let you stand up with the anointing on your life to say, in the name of Jesus. 
Let me hurry. He said, some of you are getting ready to say in this next season, if you're not going to be connected to me, if you're not, if you are going to be connected to me, you must be willing to build with me. Come on. You're getting ready to disconnect from everything that is hindering you from obeying the anointing and the plan of God upon you. God spoke to me and he said, tell them. It was last Sunday. I was at my church and the worship began to go forth. And as the worship began to forth, go forth, it was just, it was powerful. And the anointing of God was just resting. And as I, as I was on my way to church, he was already speaking to me. But when I got in church, he said these words to me. He said, he said, tell the body of Christ they have stepped into an un hindered season oh y'all didn't hear me right there he said tell the body of Christ they have just stepped into a unhindered season I said God what are you saying he said whatever their hands touch it's got to grow wherever their feet shall tread I've got to give them the land come on whatsoever they speak whatsoever they ask I'm going to do it he said because they have entered into a unhindered season come on now there will be nothing that can hinder you in this next season I got to hurry along. Now watch this. Watch this. A few more points and I'm done. So here. Now watch this. So the Bible says that King Solomon and King Haram joined together in an unusual bond. Some of you in the church haven't even, now I'm not saying here, just, just listen to what I'm saying. But there are some people that you haven't even spoken to, you've only seen them. They come to church, you, you, you hate, but you haven't really had a connection or a bond with them. But when it's time to start building, there are going to be people that you didn't even know had what they, the skill that they had. And God's going to lead you to them. And all of a sudden, something on the inside of you is going to start jerking. Come on now. Something on the inside of you is going to start leaping. Why? Because they have the missing piece that you've been looking for. Lord, have mercy. And people are going to say, well, why y'all done start speaking? I didn't even know y'all was tight like that. Don't stop explaining to them. Come on now. Don't stop. You don't owe nobody an explanation. Because in this next season, can you imagine everybody wanted to know why Mary didn't come to their house, but she winded up in Elizabeth's house. She done bypassed all the other people's houses just to get to Elizabeth. Walked in Elizabeth's house and did not have to explain what just happened. When she, when she looked at her, Elizabeth knew you have entered into an unhindered season. You are getting ready to do something. How many of you are frustrated and tired going around people that vex your spirit? Let me hurry. First Kings 6. First Kings 6. I'm just going to read that last, that, 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 that 14th verse. Let me read that 14th verse. And then I'm going to finish this out. That 14th verse. That 14th verse says... So Solomon built the house and finished it. Okay. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear what I just said. So Solomon built the house and finished it. I said, God, what are you saying? He said, today... I have sent you to this house for this season to speak to the finishers. He said this to me. Now, now we're going to go back to Solomon. Here's what the Lord said to me to tell. And now I'm getting ready to talk to. I had to give you that foundation of understanding why Solomon was 
was even building the building because it wasn't even Solomon's idea to build it. It was his daddy's idea. Some of you are getting ready to do some things for God that was your grandmama's idea. Pastor is getting ready to do something that was his mentor's idea. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing up in here. Pastor is getting ready to fulfill something that he heard of, of something that came down from his legacy, from his lineage. Okay, y'all ain't, y'all ain't saying nothing, but it has resonated in his spirit and he hadn't been able to shake it. Now, let me hurry this up because for the last 10 minutes, I came to talk to the finishers. Here's what God said to me. Y'all, I hope you hear this and I hope you get this this morning. He said, Solomon was anointed to finish what David started. Did you hear me? Now watch this. He said the heart and the mindset of finishers is this. They are only focused on the future. They could care less about the past. Okay. Let me try somebody on this side. Finishers could care less about what you always want to bring up about what happened with the church last year. Y'all remember when this happened? Y'all remember when that happened? Y'all, yeah, we tried this. No, no, no. Finishers don't care. Finishers want to know what are we going to do today for what we about to build for tomorrow? Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Finishers shut down gossip. Come on now. Finishers, come on now. We don't, we don't have to take witchcraft to the pastor because a finisher kills it when they see the seed. Y'all ain't saying nothing right there. A finisher ain't going to let you contaminate the vision because a finisher understands my anointing don't even work if we ain't, been, ain't building nothing, if we ain't finishing nothing. Y'all be seated. I got, I got five minutes. Sunday morning. Sunday morning, I got to go. Watch this. Now, let me give you an example why I said finishers not worried about the past. Because let me help you with the finishers that God is sending into place. Here's now where I'm getting ready to preach. Right here. Y'all can set the clock. She preaching. All the other ones had to give you the foundation. Five minutes on this sermon. Watch what God said to me. He said, daughter, the reason why I'm sending you here this morning to talk to the heart of the finishers is because I don't want those who I've anointed to help the finishers kill the finishers. <laughs> he said, because in this season, if you're not careful, your help will be the very one to hurt you because they don't understand your assignment. They don't understand. So watch what he said to me. He said, so here's what I want you to understand. Watch this down. He said, the heart and the mentality, the focus of a finisher is to finish what God said. Now, you do know that Jesus was a finisher. Jesus was not a starter. I know he Alpha and Omega, but he's Alpha and Omega in the Trinity with him and God, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But when he was sent here to earth, he was a finisher. Come on now. He was here to finish what Adam started. Come on, somebody up in here. And so Jesus had one assignment to finish what Adam started. Why? But he was, he was not able to finish it. Why? Because Satan showed up. Now watch this, what God said. He had me look at Solomon. And the first time, this is my first time preaching this, so maybe this is the second time I preach it, I have, I'll be, I have, I have all myself, to get myself together, and it'll be a little bit easier. But, but right now, I just I got to do it how I got it. So here he showed me Solomon. He said, because the people, he said, I need you to talk to the church, because they got to be careful. Don't kill the finisher. And watch what God showed me. He said, okay, so Solomon is David's son. 
Mm -hmm. But everybody always talk about how Solomon was conceived. Come on, y'all Bible scholars. Y'all know the story. Don't y'all know the story? David was on the rooftop, should have been at war. He on the rooftop, he the king. Bathsheba's out bathing. He calls for Bathsheba to come to his chambers. As a result, Bathsheba gets pregnant. As a result, David tries to hide the pregnancy. And then David go have Uriah killed. Come on now and try to cover up everything. But even in the midst of all of that, Bathsheba's still pregnant. And Solomon still came. So here's what God said to me. He said, in this next season, you're going to have to stop focusing on who my mama is and start focusing on what my ministry is. Oh, y'all, let me try somebody. Oh, he, oh let, me, let me try somebody on this side. He said, because in this next season, people are going to try to bring up how you were born rather than bringing up what you've been or how you're getting ready to build. Come on now. They are going to start trying to look at all the little things in your past, but don't you take time out to argue with people that did not call you to build what you're getting ready to build. Do not argue with people that don't, don't understand your dream. They don't understand your vision. Why? Because they're going to always try to bring up. Well, I remember. I remember when this happened in the church. I remember when that minister did that. He said, tell them Solomon did not focus on who his mama was. He focused on what his ministry was. He did not focus on how he was born, but he focused on what God had born, had why he was, uh, what he was born to build. Watch this. God spoke to me on my way here, and I said, God, I don't know if I can say all of this like this, but here's how I heard it in my spirit. He said, tell some of them that are chosen in this next season to be finishers. Yes, your daddy may was a whatever they call your daddy. And your mama may have been whatever they call your mama. But watch what God said to me. He said, this is what I need for you to get through the spirit and the heart of the finisher. And I had to pull the car over to write this down. He said, tell them, yes, your daddy may was and your mama may was. But in the midst of their mess, y'all ain't going to hear me right there. In the midst of their failures, in the midst of their foolishness, in the midst of their flaws, God created a finisher. Y'all ain't saying nothing in here. In the midst of your mama's craziness, in the midst of your daddy's abandonment, y'all ain't saying nothing right there. So I don't care what your daddy did. I don't care if he left. Even if he left your mama, he left you. Come on, somebody up in here. He left you in the earth to do something powerful. Oh, that didn't even, that didn't bless them. That didn't bless y'all the way it blessed me. I was sitting there on the side of the road and I began to cry. And he said, tell them, he said, tell them that even in the midst of failure, even in the midst of foolishness, even in the midst of flaws, I created a finisher. Tell somebody, even after all I've been through, I'm still anointed to do what God has anointed me to do. Come on now, even with a crazy raggedy past. I may have been in jail. I may have been in prison. Oh, y'all ain't talking back to me. I know you heard about how I was on drugs. I know you heard about my crazy past. But in the midst of all of that, I'm the one. I need you to jump to your feet real quick. I'm going to have to end this. Jump to your feet.
I got to hurry. He said this to me. Daughter, there are four reasons, four major reasons what keeps a finisher from finishing. How many of you in this building is a master starter, but you are a weak finisher? Every Monday, I start on a diet. Every Monday. Clockwork. This Monday, I'm planning to start. I walk two days, then I quit. I go and buy all the food. I've ordered all of the health plans you can think of. I've got all of the health pills, all the health meals. Come on now. They've all spoiled. And, I, and my pounds ain't went nowhere. Come on now. Keep getting bigger looking at. Come on now. I keep getting bigger. Watch this now. And I say to God, I'm going to do this conference. I'm going to finish this book. I'm going to do, I'm going to do. I'm, a gonna, I'm good at telling God what I'm going to do. But when God spoke to me this morning, he said, I'm getting ready to kill the spirit of what I'm going to do. You didn't hear what I said. He said, I'm getting ready to kill that demon in the heart of the chosen. He said, because if you don't finish something, the people that's connected to you will never do and never get out of them what I've anointed them to do. Watch this now. He said, the first demon you got to kill is the spirit of distraction. In this next season, kill everything that has robbed your focus. The second thing is discouragement. Every time you get ready to do something, the spirit of discouragement creep in. The third thing is, watch this now. If the devil can't stop you from doing it, he then tries to deplete you from doing it. He robs you of your energy. He robs you of your joy. Oh, y'all ain't talking back to me. He robs you of your peace. You started out good, but who hindered you? You got all excited till you got on the phone with somebody who was not called with you. And now you're trying to get them to help you. And they don't have no energy and they have depleted you because you are taking people with you that God never anointed to go with you. The fourth thing, the enemy always wants you to feel defeated. When you start, quit, start, quit, start, quit. But here's where I'm done. I read, I read simply this. Statistics cannot tell or identify what makes a person start and quit. It said it could not identify what makes a person start and quit. It said it couldn't identify because we're all different on why we start and why we quit. But the one thing that kept coming up that every, every writer said, we don't know what makes a person start and quit, but we do know what makes a person finish. Y'all, I was just jumping. I was just screaming. And everything that I read and looked up with, it said it had to do with who they partner with. Y'all didn't hear what I said. It says it was vital that you partner with someone who understands what we're getting ready to finish. It is important that you connect with someone that has the same heart to finish 
trying to finish. Oh, I'm done. I said, God, what are you saying? He said, I want you to look at Solomon and Haram. Haram had just as much interest in finishing the temple as Solomon did. Watch this now. Solomon had to finish it because of the past legacy of David. Haram had to finish it to keep his future alive and feed the people. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Because if he didn't get the food from Solomon, his people would die of starvation. Some of you got to finish some stuff that's going to feed your seed. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I just said. I said, God, what are you saying? There are some stuff that you are getting ready to put your hands to. When God spoke this to me, he said, I want you to disconnect and unpartner. There are some people you partnered with in purpose that can't even stand your purpose. They can't even stand you, let alone your purpose. He said, but in this next season, come on now, there may be some people that may not know God like you know God. Watch this now. But it's mighty strange. That Aram was a pagan king. But yet, he says to Solomon, build the temple like your daddy wanted to do. I believe somewhere in the midst of that, Aram got converted. I want every finisher in this building. We may not be able to lay hands on you, but I feel the glory this morning. I don't know the vision of this church. I don't know what God has given pastor in his spirit. But I do know this, that God said today, every finisher is getting ready to take their position. Let me show you what God said to me that blew me away. Here's what he blew me away. Watch this now. He showed me Gideon. Gideon started out with thousands, but he finished with a few. I said, God, what are you saying? He said, nowhere in scripture do you see Gideon chase those that were sent home. He didn't call them and say, well, where, 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 where y'all gone? Y'all, you, you said you wanted to help us, but now you, you gone. Gideon didn't chase him. He locked up with those that stayed. God told me to tell you, you are getting ready to do with a few that you can never do with millions. Y'all didn't hear what I just said right there. Y'all didn't hear me. Some of you are waiting on everybody in your family to agree with you. All you need is one of your crazy cousins. Say, girl, you can do this thing. Don't you let them stop you. I feel the Holy Ghost. Don't you let them discourage your spirit. Come on, musician. I'm ready now. Don't you let them discourage your spirit. Don't you let them distract you. Don't do, don't you, I, I come against that defeated spirit. But in the name of Jesus, I need you to stand up, put your shoulders back, and win like Jesus when he got on the cross. is finished. I'm getting ready to let my testimony be. I have done what God has told me to do. It is